Good afternoon and thank you so much. Happy Monday to you. Thanks for being with us and hope you're having a great day. Maybe you're on a spring break. Not a great spring break travel day for people who found themselves a bit stranded. You could say by Flair Airlines. You've been hearing about this on the news. Flair Airlines having a little bit of trouble with one of their planes that was seized. One of the uh, seized several of the planes over recent days and that has led to cancelled flights and some other uncertainty with the airline. Well, we are joined now by Leanne Coldwell, who is a passenger currently stranded in Tucson because of what's happening with Flair Airlines. Leanne, thank you so much for joining us to talk a bit more about this today. Thank you for listening to our, our story down here. Well, I know you and there are certainly uh, some others that are stuck in the same situation. Can you tell us how this unfolded and what your experience was with Flair? Um, yes, uh, we flew out of Prince George on March 3rd and the, that experience was just fine. Um, it was seamless. Um, we, uh, there were only 40 people on board, though. Uh, of a 737. So we were like, wow, you know, not many people on this large plane. Um, So when it came to flying home on March 10th, we, our check-in time was 5 a.m. for a seven o'clock flight uh, to Prince George. Uh, When we got to the counter, we were informed that the flight would be three hours late as their crew needed to sleep. We proceeded to our gate, uh, and at 10.20, uh, when we were to uh, depart at 10.40, uh, at 10.20, the people at the gate uh, informed us the flight was cancelled. The crew was sick, and there was no replacement. And so at this um, point, sorry, had, had the news broke or was there any news of this plane being seized or were there, were there questions about what was actually happening? No, no. no. All right. So at that point, so they've told you then that the flight is canceled, that the crew became ill, that there wasn't a crew for the plane. So what happened then? So we went back to the check-in counter Um, The employees there had very little to offer. They gave us a phone number to call to make arrangements for hotels that Flair would cover. And they had no other information aside from that. Um, they, They put some crackers and some bottled water on the counter and their hands were tied. So what did you do at that point? Yeah. Yeah, so everybody was gathered around, and um, uh, we all got on our phones and uh, called the number, um, and it took, you know, they had a high call volume, so we were there for hours. Um, Finally, an email did come through uh, to our phone, assuring us that we would have hotels and uh, meal vouchers until the 17th, when we were due to depart, they had rebooked us on the flight on the 17th of March. Um, This was a new flight out of Prince George that uh, departs only once a week. So there were no other options that were sooner than a week. Hmm, So once 
And once we got that, we did get a hotel voucher from there. Um, We were one of the lucky ones that actually when we went to the hotel, which was 15 miles away, um, they did actually have a reservation for us. There were some that weren't as lucky. And we stayed the one night. Uh, We were assured that we would get an email the next day of another hotel. And um, at 10 o'clock, when it was supposed to come through, nothing came through. At 11 o'clock, we had to check out. Still nothing. We got on the phone. Um, We also didn't get any meal vouchers for that night's stay. The hotel didn't have any. They don't recognize them. So um, we did, after two hours on the phone, secure another confirmation from the flare people with a flare confirmation number. We drove 14 miles to that hotel, and we had to rent a car. Uh, that was just the reality of the situation. You would be stranded otherwise and, and also incur, you know, costs of moving all over the city. So... Um, we got to the next hotel. They had no record of a reservation and said what Flair gave us was not a hotel confirmation number. Um, we waited three hours uh, until 3 p.m. And, with no luck. Hmm. And nothing from Flair. Yeah. So at that point, then, you're, you're at a hotel. You don't actually have a reservation. Uh, trying to get in touch with Flair, I'm guessing, to, to find out what's going on. Were you able to, to reach anybody or get any answers at that point? No. In the high call volume, uh, there, I, apparently there was bad weather in Vancouver. And on their uh, recording, it was talking about the Vancouver passengers. We were yesterday's news. <laughs> so... Um, we, we just were on hold for hours. Um, when we did get that confirmation, there was another uh, single passenger with us, and she never got a confirmation. We were assured that they were getting us off the street into this hotel the second night, and we could, you know, the three of us, we were to have two separate rooms, the three of us would at least be able to get off the street and into a hotel. And uh, that didn't happen, and she has not ever heard from Flair again. Neither have we. So for the for the rest of the week, so um, we had a rental car. Um, we came down to visit family in Mesa, so um, we took uh, Dana, uh, who was traveling alone and very stressed about the whole situation, and we drove back up to Mesa to stay with family, um, just to uh, you know uh, try and have a little less stressful week. And we've booked our own hotel the night before um, to fly out to, uh, you know, the next day to Prince George. So we're, we're, we're aware we're going to have to, you know, pay our hotel. Flair also did say they would cover $200 Canadian per night for hotels and $60 per person Canadian for meals. And we could keep our receipts and try and submit them. But with, with the chat among the group that was there, we were starting to hear stories uh, that we were worried and uh, not really trusting that we're <laughs> going to be successful with uh, reimbursements after this is all over either. Right. Like, we don't feel very confident. So as it stands now, then, it sounds like, uh, like you said, so you're kind of on your own as far as paying for food, the rental car uh, for the hotel. And then d- do you get a sense then and that you will be able to get that flight or what happens next? 
Um, I've already been searching uh, flights to Vancouver out of Tucson um, for that day in the afternoon as a backup plan. Um, That's my today's job to get on with some um, other airlines, um, not discount ones, (laughs) and, and, you know, uh, just see if they'll share, you know, are, are you down to the last five seats? You know, so we can sort of map out what our what our plan is if they do cancel again. Right, and and sorry, when were you supposed to be coming home back to Prince George? March the tenth. The tenth. So, and at that end, an extra week's parking, extra weeks uh, house sitter. You know, lots of costs incurred. We're fortunate. We're we're retired. We just uh, recently retired. Um, you know, we've, we've seen another uh, family of four struggle and um, just, you know, now hoping that they're going to uh, be able to recoup their costs that Flair is promising. And so, Leah, so he, oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious, but just before I let you go, I, with something like this that has happened and, and we're, we are learning a little bit more about the aircraft that was seized by by uh, the, this other company. Could Flair have, if they had acted differently, or, or do you think, is there a way Flair could have reacted to this and communicated with you that, that would have made things, not that anybody ever wants this to happen, but would have made it at least a bit more manageable for you? Absolutely. 40 of us, one person at Flair could have uh, taken care of that flight and, um, you know, uh, made, made a block uh, at a hotel for the passengers and not this piecemeal every day you have to wait for an email or every day you've got to get on the phone for three, four hours and ruin another day trying to track down their promises. So they needed to be on top of it. Um, the only way you could get a hold of getting a hotel was by email. They had no contact number for the people that had the power to give us accommodations and meals. So they just needed to have a liaison with the company, take care of us, and not send us 14, 15 miles in every direction of Tucson uh, every day with only an hour to get there uh, before checkout time. All right. Well, Leanne, we're going to continue following along and finding out how things unfold, what happens next. But I appreciate you taking the time and talking with me today and joining the show. Thank you so much. Thanks very much, Jill.